good evening and welcome to Triple D Good Friday edition. Today we have with us uh, Father Lynn, your pastor, Deacon Dallas Kelly, your deacons. best one of your best deacons. We need and an applause uh, background noise. We'll we'll start working on that soon. You have so one of those keyboards little, that make all little ding ding dinging noises and stuff. So uh, and myself, uh, Deacon Tim. And this is our third episode of Triple D, um, and we're excited to be here on a, on a Good Friday, um, a good Good Friday. So, uh, give us a minute to catch our breath. Yeah, we, the the service tonight ran a, a little bit longer than we anticipated, and we are now, uh, as Deacon Dallas said, just catching our breath, trying to. Uh, we have to climb a flight of stairs to, <laughs> <laughs> to make. To make that to make that happen hopefully everybody was able to uh check out the uh, live stream today for the the good friday service which was uh had a little bit of uh maybe one or two technical glitches um but uh all in all i think uh we're doing uh doing pretty good with our live streams and um we're hoping that once uh once this pandemic is over that uh we may or may not continue the live streams of church. We haven't really talked about that, Father, have we, at all? No. But definitely, we we want to continue this this format. And uh, for this format, what we want to do is, uh, once the pandemic and is lifted, we want to take the the, the show kind of on the road. Maybe have it at Galvin's or Mikasita, <clears throat> or somewhere where we can can have a, a live live crowd and and you know talk talk to people. One on one, have them ask questions, and and really, this show is about you all and questions that you have about uh, our faith, the Catholic faith, and and doctrine, and uh, so questions are important, and uh, we'll get to some of those questions here uh, here in just a second. But I wanted to just kind of start us off here with just uh, kind of current current events, and uh, you know, I, I think I might be surprising you guys a little bit with that topic, just to kind of ice break settle us down a little bit but i was thinking just you know something going on from a catholic perspective in the world i'll start and y'all can pick up after that how about that Sounds good. Uh, so two things that kind of came up for me today uh, was the uh, saw a catholic off catholic news that uh, china's first canonized saint was from wuhan and he was a martyr <laughs> So I thought that was kind of unique. I didn't dive any more into that. Uh, but it had to do with, I think he was strangled to death. So the CNA was basically saying, hey, that's kind of good and fitting that it was from Wuhan because people are dying from asphyxiation from this disease. So, And then the second thing I saw was uh, about a year ago, uh, everybody I think knows that Notre Dame Cathedral burned down, right? And uh, one of the first things that they've had back in the cathedral uh, was today. Uh, they actually had a, a rare public broadcast of the relic of the crown of thorns for an hour on TV. So I thought that was kind of kind of interesting and just a couple things that are going on. So if those interest you, you can obviously Google those and get the complete story. Uh, which one of you wants to go next as far as uh, current events? Anybody? Anybody got a current event they want to share? Well, like you said, you caught us off guard. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to be honest with you. <clears throat> Except for Catholic news agencies and things trying to go on in the church, and I didn't catch those two, which surprises me because I, I watch uh, the news agencies a lot. I've turned basically every channel off. I don't watch almost anything because from start to finish, no matter what channel you turn it on, it's about the virus. It's depressing. So I turn it. And uh, uh, what did I text you the other day I was watching? It, it's getting so boring at the house sometimes, all the housework's done. What sport was I watching? Uh, frisbee golf. Frisbee golf. Frisbee that, golf. You know, that, we've gotten so bad now, we're watching. And it was a replay of frisbee golf. So that's the extent of my day, watching YouTube videos. Which I do get on there and watch St. John's videos that we have on YouTube. Over and over. <laughs> you critique our... All them views, I think half of them might be mine. You, you critique our... our uh, critique our social media presence so what about you padre what uh anything current event wise i know you've obviously you've been doing lots of your videos and yeah i'm doing, doing a lot of video but actually today i, I follow uh the uh the president the, the white house uh, casting and the governor 
one thing that's captivated me is is the amount of language from political right now talking about Christianity. Hmm. It's amazing. And, and the president, one thing he would say, now you all remember when he talked to the press, you all remember today, it's Good Friday, so be nice, be nice. <laughs> <laughs> and Pence talked about, you know, about, he, he thanks many church leaders and really support this ordeal about encourage people to contribution, hmm. you know, make sure uh, you support churches and because they are doing the ministry and, and the stuff we're doing here, you know. The stuff that Larry Osa is doing is not stop. You know, we are still actively function with Scott County, um, transform Scott County. You know, they always call me and ask for put people up, no food, and I work, we work with them very diligently. So, the the word that from uh, Vice President Pence is very encouraging, and the the, the, the governor same thing. He he mentioned about it. It's just fascinating. It, it's so powerful for him very rooted in faith, you know, very rooted in their Christian faith and, and and highlight about the importance of the Easter celebration and, and the resurrection. And one point he was saying about, you know, about Good Friday, they mentioned a lot about Good Friday, but after Good Friday, there is, will be resurrection. Uh, it's a, and for me, it's when a, the last time we hear that from... from it's from, a done deal. We know that's going to happen. Right? Oh yeah, we know what happened. <laughs> that's why we have hope and faith in that. So for me, Watching the news, perhaps, you know, boring and stressful pandemic, pandemic as you may say, Dallas. But it's, it's powerful to see the, the, you know, the leader of our secular world or mention about the faith. And that means a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw part of the governor's thing today, too. And he had a, a video, I think, from some pastors around mm -hmm. the state. And then I think I saw a video with Bishop John in it that oh, yeah. he released uh, earlier this week in one of his press conferences. Mm -hmm. So urging people to stay home, I think. Right. So. Um, the governor does have a lot of a lot of his own hashtags now, so we'll we'll get through this. We'll get through this together. I think is is, is the big is, is the big one. So obviously the the big current news then is the is the pandemic. Uh, one of the things I did want to just take a moment to kind of really talk about here, just for a second, and Father Lynn just mentioned it is uh, is support of support of the parish. Uh, obviously, uh, you know we're based here at St. Francis of John Parish. Uh, you know, whether you are already a prisoner, a newcomer, a friend of a friend, or someone just exploring churches in our area, we hope you will find the show enjoying and informative. Uh, it's our desire that this show reflects the spirit of our community and our love of Christ and neighbor. As is the case with most chur churches, we survive based on the goodwill of our prisoners and our friends through donations. If you enjoy tonight's show, please consider giving online at ssfj.org. That's ssfj.org. Uh, that will take you to our online giving portal for a one-time donation as well as weekly or regular tithing. And as always, we thank you for your generosity. We're not selling indulgences this. this. No, no, no indulgences today. <laughs> so. we, we might consider selling indulgences. <laughs> okay. That was your idea, Father. Not mine. <laughs> so... Uh, we're to the point of this show now where we're going to pick up some questions from last week. And uh, I know I, I had a couple that came in, and I know Dallas had a couple that came in. I don't know, Father, did anybody ask you any questions from last week at all? I don't have Facebook, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, for not having Facebook, you are kind of a Facebook star right now. So uh, how about we just go back and forth on a couple of these? I had a, I had a, a listener from last week send me a question that says, Does the lack of a traditional Palm Sunday Mass large crowds with lots of palms have any effects on Ash Wednesday next year? And I think what he was thinking was we weren't giving out palms and we weren't going to have any palms to uh, burn. burn to make ashes for next year, but we do have lots of palms. Oh, we've got a lot of palms, <laughs> but it's not going out, but it's all here, so we got, we're going to have a bonfire of palms. <laughs> we will have a lot of ashes next yeah, year. Yeah, if you watch the broadcast, he, he blessed... I don't know how many's in there. A thousand, you know. not more. Yeah, uh, several pounds of, of and ashes. And they're still sitting back there in the sack. So we we will have ashes next Ash Wednesday for sure, uh, regardless of whether we passed out. Well, actually, we can, we'll have more ashes because we can we'll have more palms to burn because they didn't all go out. Well, my hope, like I say, all this stuff done, I hope to do a one gigantic mega mass 
we will have our palms in it and everything, put everything into one. I, I've been thinking about that. So people can get palm, palms, black palms, even though it's not Palm Sunday, but you know, everything we live on Palm Sunday anyway, so. No, Mega Mass. That's that's a good idea. Fun. Yeah, maybe maybe we we can do it part of the festival or there something. There you go. I yeah. think we should. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, Dallas, you had a you had a you had a really hard question. You said a listener wanted to know if an atheist can go to heaven. Well, they caught part of my uh, thing when we were talking about um, Vatican II, and when when they re looked into what 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 is in the church, what is what is the church. And all salvation comes through the church, no matter what. And I had mentioned, you know, whether it's a Baptist going to heaven, it's still through the church somehow, visible or invisible to us. Or if a Muslim or an atheist, and I just threw an atheist out there real quick, but they caught on to it and wanted to know, you know, it was kind of like, you know, atheists can go to heaven? And my statement to him was, absolutely. The church, what the church would say is they have the possibility of heaven. Anybody ever born, the church would say, has the possibility of going to heaven if, through invincible ignorance on their own, they use the grace that's given to them from God in a good way and don't lose that grace somehow through sin. They have the, we're not saying they're going to heaven. I'm not saying any Catholic is going to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> but they do have the possibility of heaven, but yet it's still through the church somehow. Yeah, because we talked like the nature. When people, like I said, last time we talked about when people talk about churches, they talk about little C, you know, little C. But when we talk about church in Jesus Christ, a big C, you know, the, 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 the salvation, redemption of all humanity, and if not, not if not, is his creation. Yeah. You know, so. Oftentimes, we ourselves are all, all shortened or smalling the, the, the reality of church. What, what Deacon Dallas presented is very true. You know, the salvation is reserved to Christ, okay? And, and the teaching of the church is very clear on that. So tonight, if you all remember one of the prayers, we pray for those who non-Christian, right? So people believe in good works, you know, and all of that stuff. Well, we pray, we pray for non-Christians yeah. and, and ones that didn't, don't, don't even believe, believe in God at yeah. all. There you go. Um, oh, I was going to add to that while he was talking there. Did I distract you? <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is a hard thing for, for Catholics. Oh, yeah, I know what I was going to say now. Um, now, you might be sitting there listening, depending on how many viewers we have. Hopefully we got more than two. 20. Because I can't see who we have. I don't have a screen this week. You might be thinking, well, why be Catholic? If everybody has the possibility of heaven. And the, what I usually tell people is, if your main goal in life is heaven, do you want the fullness of what Christ wants for us, which is all seven sacraments? Or as we talked about an atheist, or basically nothing. Christ would have to work outside the sacraments to give them any grace at all. So we would want the fullness of what yeah. Christ wants want. Because we have everything that Christ wants for us. That's All right. truth. All truth. So with that, we do have as Catholics the advantage over most. Now, we need to live it and work on it, work through the sacraments to receive that grace. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you would have a good answer for that one. You also had a second question too, right? You had a question about, you mentioned uh, the teaching you used, uh, the marriage and the Trinity. Uh is that the same? Is that the same type of teaching that the church teaches on contraceptives, right? Yeah, exactly. And when this person asked me this, I was like, "Hey, you, you, you that's exactly right. That's the churches." Last week, somebody asked, um, you know, they was listening to some priest blog, and they were talking about uh, 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 God or God the Father's pure love and Jesus's pure love, and that total self-giving of the love of each other. You have through that you have the Holy Spirit, and I brought up the fact that that's exactly what what marriage marriage is supposed to mirror the Trinity, through that total self giving love of the husband, and total self giving love of the wife. You join together in in, in the consummation, you know the conjugal act, and through that total self giving to each other. There is there produces a third person, you know, when you have a baby, and 
the church's teaching on art, use of art of contraception is exactly that. When you use artificial contraception in the conjugal act, you're, you are not giving your total self-giving to each other. You're holding back something, and in this case, your fertility. So you are basically saying, you know, you put a, you put a bud in there, uh, a B-U-T. I, I, I love you totally, but. but. Well, every time you, you, you do the conjugal act, you renew the covenant you have it with your spouse and with God. Marriage is a covenant. So every time you use artificial contraception in the in the conjugal act, it thwart thwarts. Inception. Yeah. You know, if you talk about the Trinity, they all look at each other and, and tuned in like last time we talked about Father, Son, Holy Spirit are holding in with each other full wholeheartedly but then the word contra inception in other words you know I, I cut off from my receiving you then the, it, it, it's not anti-Trinitarian because I've heard other people and I've taken this from somebody I've listened to well not just one person many look at a crucifix did Jesus hold anything back can you look at that and say well he held that part back. No, it's total, total self-giving. And that's what's supposed to mirror the Trinity in the conjugal act. That's marriage. That's yeah, marriage. If, if they want to read, Paul uh, Sheen wrote about that, okay? Married to the third. You know, man and woman in union of love, you are married to the third. And that union forms, you know, total giving of love. So it's, it's worth reading from Paul Sheen. Now, it, that is one of, when, when I was coming back to the church 20-something years ago, it was that teaching, believe it, of all the teachings that, that brought me back as far as, as my knowledge of not necessarily the teaching, but coming to realize when you look at history, throughout Christianity for uh, 1930 years of Christianity, every well, you had the Catholic Church and the Orthodox up to 1500 the Reformation. But even after the Reformation, you start every Christian church, without exception, taught that artificial contraception was wrong. And it wasn't until 1930 in the Lambeth Conference in the Anglican, they finally said, okay, within the marriage, with marriage, you can, they gave a little. And then every other Christian church said, no, you know, couldn't believe that the Anglicans were caving in. And then slowly but surely through the years, every now, every Christian church says that use of artificial contraception is, is legitimate, except one. And that one is what drew me in. Because the Catholic Church claims it is the one that Christ found, and it will not give in to that. So that was the draw to me. That can be uh, a future episode where we talk about our conversion or our draws back from the church if we were away from the church or whatever. And a good segue to talk about maybe marriage and what that's all about for for us from a, from a vocation perspective. So sometimes the questions aren't easy. <laughs> but there's generally an answer. Well, there's generally always an answer, you know. That's what the catechism for. All right, so let's let's get into. Did you just have the one? You just had the one. I got another one, oh. but we're going to come back to that. Okay. Uh, I think that kind of maybe ties in a little bit at the on the backside of this, of this topic today's topic, which is suffering, uh, and very apropos for that to be on uh, on Good Friday. In uh, part of prepping for today, one of the things that I, I did is I tried to find some a good quote about suffering. And uh, I stumbled upon this one from uh, uh, C.S. Lewis, which I, th I think is, is is pretty good. He says, C.S. Lewis says, "We can ignore, we can ignore even pleasure, but pain insists upon being attended to. God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks to us in our conscience, but shouts in our pains." It is a megaphone to rouse a deaf world. <laughs> I was thinking, it's, it's true, right? I mean, when we go through life, and now in this pandemic is, is a good example, 
we go through life, we, we complain, we, we have things that are going on, but when we take all this stuff away, it really magnifies what suffering is. And, you know, people being home with their kids, like, all the time, yeah. it, it just really changes the, the perception and what you, what you see and how you feel. And one of the church, what the church says about suffering is, God, through suffering, God will always allow somehow good to come out of the suffering. Now, sometimes you can't see that good. You know, you might live for years and not see it and die and never see it, but it might even be after your death. But this pan pandemic we're going through now, man, it is helping us realize we how much we've taken for granted in life. You know, that to me, that's the good coming out. How much people, we, you see on Facebook, people longing to come back to church to receive the sacraments. It's... Uh... It's is is really is, is is crazy. You know, that's one of the things that you do see on Facebook. You know, a lot of people complain about Palm Sunday. You know, not being able to get palms. You know, and I, you know, we just who would have ever thought that somebody would be complaining about yeah. not being able to get palms? You know, or not being able to smell the smell the chrism oil, right? Or, or at the chrism mass, or you know, not being able to carry the banner at the chrism mass, right? I mean, the, it's the things that are just that we just do. We really take for granted. And then some people, like in our CIA, they 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 very hurt right now. A lot of them is really sad. Yeah, and uh, we're we're the lucky ones, you know. We still get to receive the sacrament. Mm -hmm. We're very blessed uh, in that regard, you know. Um, and parents call about first communion and confirmation for that matter. You know, there's like you say, Dallas. It could be a lot of good thing come out of it, you know. But but are we are we willing to persevere through the suffering that we may see? The wisdom of God. You know, there's a lot of that that in suffering the, the prescribed through the suffering process, um, it, it requires that perseverance. You know, oftentimes I talk about the the idea of suffering is almost like, you know, beside don't dwell into philosophical nature or theological. To make a diamond, think about how how diamond was formed. You do a lot of compression of earth through rock matter, okay, through years. And it become polished, become diamond. Just like you know, God tests in, in uh, the Book of Kings, you know, golden furnace. God tests with the golden furnace, making gold. It requires gold that person here, you know. So, something to think about. And there's two ways to uh, deal with deal with suffering: love <clears throat> or not love. You got the two thieves on the cross. One accepted his suffering and, and literally out loud said, we deserve this, you know. Uh, but remember me when you enter your father's kingdom. So we, he accepted it with love. And look what happened to the other. And we can only assume what happened to him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the uh, we talk about the, all the sacraments that are being missed, you know. We talk about weddings too, right? I think you had, didn't, do you have a wedding coming up soon? Is it? Is Two it, weddings. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've got one that at the end of May, uh, you know, a lot of uncertainty, <coughs> which, you know, there's always a lot of stress in a, in a wedding, much more so than in a, in a funeral. But this is obviously adds another characteristic uh, to it, another, uh, another viewpoint to it. But I'm, I'm glad but that my, my, my kids aren't getting married because it is that that uncertainty really causes a lot of, mm. a lot of, a lot of pain for people. And, you know, not and the, the unknown right it's the the unknown and and you know they got this love we were just talking about marriage and having a love for somebody and you know what do they do you know i think uh your weddings are take good good to take place right they're going to be actually one will be postponed to august because you know one of the parents is not from here and their state was quarantined everybody they cannot leave the state wow so then they couldn't do it. Before they will do a smaller, now they can't do it. But it's all good, you know. And um, it's good to talk to them and say, you know, I'm, I'm open. I'm, I'm there to transform, change it if you need it. Time is good, so do it. So. Yeah. I think the one I'm doing where I think they're still going to have it, but I think they're going to plan a bigger celebration later, later on. Yeah. yeah, later on in the year. So so. As, as minister, I think it's good for us to accommodate our people um, in any circumstances. Yeah, I, I did. One of them coming up, I actually offer that. Uh, they like that idea. You know, we, we do, we do an actual wedding. Yeah, small, 10 people. 
And then later on, when all this lift, and we should do something a big shindig for everybody. So it's cool. Yeah, and the, and I think the part that's probably, I mean, obviously, a wedding's hard. You know, the, the uncertainty that comes with it. But I, I think the the hardest part is funerals. Uh, you know, I, I had a. a co-worker's uh, spouse died at work a couple weeks ago and you know I was going through the obituaries uh, just trying to, to get the obituary as soon as it came out and I was just reading a lot of the obituaries and nine out of ten are private you know celebration of life to happen you know sometime down the down the road and it just you know it's you really really from a, from our perspective a Catholic perspective it really misses out on what a what a funeral really is really is about. Yeah, know? I was just talking about this to both of y'all in the sacristy the other day. And last week, a couple of my uh, siblings were, and my niece was viewing. I don't know if they're on today, but, you know, it might sound weird talking about my own mother passed away just a few weeks ago. How lucky we are that she died the day she died. Because I think it was, we, we looked at the timing and I think it was you, Father, that told me the next day, the next day. we don't have a funeral. Mm -hmm. And yet we had a funeral mass, all the family and friends got to come and all that. Because we was already not receiving from the cup during the masses. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, it's it's hard to, I mean, because my mom's obviously in a nursing home and, you know, a lot of this... COVID is going through nursing homes now. I didn't realize how bad that was until the governor's uh, talk today. Uh, luckily, the nursing home that she's in and the nursing home that my mother-in-law's in, neither one of them have any cases yet. Uh, but, you know, it, it makes you think, man, I just hope that doesn't happen. You know? I just, Probably, you know, I'm, I'm working with one of our parishioners right now and pray for her terminal cancer. And nobody can visit her. Talk to her on the phone, and her children can't come see her. Mm. And, and it's just tough. It's really a lot of people die alone. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things I get a, an email from the nursing home every every evening that says, you know, how how they're doing, and you know, encourages the use of FaceTime. And I do, and I FaceTime my mom when when she has her hearing aids in, and she can hear it ring. She'll answer. Uh, a lot of times, she forgets to put them in, so it's it's hit or miss. But. You know, there is a lot of loneliness. Mm -hmm. There's loneliness in nursing homes anyway. This, I think, just really com compounds it because the people that are were getting a visit once a month now aren't getting any visits. And maybe it'll do the same thing that the sacraments did, right? That people yearn for the mm -hmm. sacraments. Maybe there'll be this yearning to go see loved ones where, you know, more people more will go, people will, go, go will go, will go and visit. That, that was a nice clip. I think it was on uh, Harold Reader was last week I think there was a guy who determined to see his mother in the nursing home so she lived like on the third floor he, he ran a, a lift and see her through the window, window. And that was awesome you know? <laughs> you know we don't know how value those relationships that we have until it happens um, just like a sacrament in many ways so no. in the separate part of suffering yeah you know? it, and it, it's it's that love, right? I mean, that's mm -hmm. the love that comes comes through suffering, right? That love becomes greater as a result of suffering. Right. So, anybody come up with any good uh, Catholic people that are uh, models of suffering? Besides Jesus, <laughs> I mean, that was a good one, right? Uh, I was thinking Padre Pio, didn't he had uh, stigmata? Stigmata. Yeah. yeah. Many of them, all the saints, you know, John Paul II, Saint John Paul II. Thousands of them. My favorite saint, and I brought it up in a homily for it, St. Thomas More. Mm -hmm. It's hard for us to fathom. All, all he has to do, you know, he's in prison, and all he has to do is sign a paper saying the king is the head of the church. Yeah, it's just, a good movie. Just sign it. Sign your paper, and you don't, you keep your head. How many of us would sign that paper? And he good said, movie, the man of all seasons. Yeah, man, yeah, for, man. man for all seasons. Season. Yeah. That's a very movie. good movie. And here's what, what I think is funny about that uh, uh, verdict of finding him guilty is uh, the king was good, really good friends with uh, Thomas More. And his original sentence was to, oh, what was it? You hang, you, you get hung, 
to an inch of your life, then you have a device put up in you and your entrails are pulled out, still alive, and then you get your head cut off after all that torture. But since he was good friends, he did away with the other two things and he just cut his head. <laughs> he just cut his head. <laughs> That's a good friend. Just cut his head off. You know, <laughs> bypass that other stuff. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, John Paul too. That's a that's that's a great one, especially at the end of his life, right? Yeah, he, he persevered through his. Uh, is that Parkinson's? Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and I had forgotten he had. Oh yeah, he was stuck, and he, he persevered through it, and continued to live as a beautiful model of witness. You know. But if you remember when he was in the last stages of his life, like the last year or two, the public who doesn't know suffering. <clears throat> was asked, you know, he needs to resign. You, you remember all that? Oh, yeah. Getting all that. He needs to resign, let somebody else younger run the church and all that stuff. When we were going, no, he's embracing it. Mm -hmm. It was a beautiful thing to watch. Yeah. That I sounds think, terrible, but he's witnessed he was in, embracing in, in, it. In societies that so quickly run run away from suffering. And it's a, he, he, he witnessed a testament. Right? And we all do to some, you know, when we get receive suffering, Nobody wants it, you know, unless you're already saintly. You know, our first first reaction is to reject it, you know, or give me a pill to take it away. Exactly. <laughs> you know, in society, that's what happened. But for us, from the Christian point of view, uh, what do you call it? The, the suffering servant, that terminology, right? I think Anthony the male would use that first. Let's see. I got a couple comments here. The volume is very low for Father Lynn. Well, that's unusual. <laughs> so uh, I'll see if we we crank that up just a little bit. Maybe it'll be a little bit better there. Um, let's see where we are here. Anything else on suffering? And um, a lot of people, you know, I get comments from parishioners sometimes. You know, I'm praying for this suffering and this suffering, and nothing's happened. And I always try to remind them. And I know it's hard when they're the ones going through it, and I'm not at the time that Paul himself asked God to take this thorn from his side, and he said, no. He said, I, I, you have to keep the suffering. My grace will get you through this, will be sufficient. So sometimes we don't like the answer, you know. And nobody really knows. People speculate what exactly that thorn Paul's talking about was. Nobody really knows. I think but it's very important to look at suffering concept because we always people all the time why why God lets suffering in okay um, we can talk about from the the, the, the fall you know of, of, of sin um, but more than that I think when we compare in comparison to God oftentimes, you know, like, if you talk about the, the, the Holocaust, you know, and why God let such things happen. But oftentimes people, because we are so finite, we are so small. Naturally, when we look at suffering, it's actually drawn toward us. But what Jesus pointed to us, much more a grandeur vision, a beatific vision, right? A vision that compare, uh, yeah, who was that dude? Um, but then I would talk about when we talk about a bigger vision, what we are so small, oftentimes it's hard to comprehend. Oftentimes I say, well, if you little have a little boo-boo on your hand, right, we keep picking at it, and it's hurt. Mom always say, just let it go, you know, do something else, forget about it, then it's fine. So, you know, that, that, that important to, to keep into perspective too. Um, oftentimes we naturally t hone in to our own in that level of suffering, but there is a lot of grandeur. God wants us to see beyond, beyond the, the the confinement of that suffering reality to point to something much more glorified. I think when all the saints we talk about is John Saint John Paul II, that is what we are talking about as a faith. You know, he pointed to something much more greater than his Parkinson. You know, that's I mean that's kind of. Just kind of a segue into redemptive suffering, right? Yes, I mean, redemptive suffering, definitely. You know, I've always read, you know, God could have could have saved the world just with a word, right? But he didn't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he took human he took form. Mm -hmm. He suffered. 
I mean, he lived our lives. He, you know, he's not asking us to do anything that he hasn't already done. That, to me, that's that's an amazing thing when you think of that. And you know, uh, Kelly said today that she watched uh, the Passion of the Christ today, and I think that movie does really kind of captures the suffering mm-hmm. that Jesus endured on this day. You know, two thousand years ago. I mean, it's hard for us to really fathom it, but it was a it was a brutal. Mm-hmm. A brutal death, but it's beautiful, mm-hmm. you know. I think what Mel Gibson did well, you know, the more the ugliness of being beaten, the more beautiful Christ is, and that's what love is, isn't it? You know, what more beautiful than you guys? Parent, you should know, you know, stay up all day, all night because one of your kid is really sick, and and, and that that's redemptive suffering. That's what Christ is. And that's what love is, right? I can remember way back. How many years ago did that come out? It's quite a few years. Well, we we did it every pretty much every Lent when you first came, so it had to be yeah. 12, 15 years I remember ago. a funny story with that movie, and one of the members of my family was watching, so if they're watching this week, maybe you could remind your dad. They went to see that movie, and her dad... walked into the theater with a humongous... The biggest popcorn you can buy with it in a bucket. <laughs> a large, she, a large. she looked at her dad and said, Dad, this ain't a popcorn movie. And when he when he left the movie, it was still full. <laughs> That's how grotesque and brutal that movie was. And I, I mean you listen to Mel Gibson, they had to they had to take have to tone that. they have to tone it. They took a lot of mm-hmm. the even worse parts out mm-hmm. or they wouldn't even give it an R rating. Right. I think that's one of the things that the the Renaissance did us an injustice when they made the crucifix an art, right? Right. An art form. Mm-hmm. They took out the savagery of the Romans and what that execution method really really was, and that's part of it. But what Mel Gibson I think captures so beautifully is the part leading up to that. Right. I mean, you know, obviously crucifixion is bad in and by itself, but. The scourging at the pillar, you know, we we say that said that today at the stations of the cross, and you know, scourging at the pillar, you know, we just have no concept, concept. of what what that what that is, and that movie, I mean, it it captures it. Those whips that they had, those bones and chunks of metal and stuff in, I mean, mm-hmm. ripping flesh out. I mean, it. If you haven't seen that movie, you need to see it. You probably want to see it. Yeah, it's uh, it, it really does capture the essence of of what. What God gave us, really. So, let's see if I have any other notes here on suffering. Maybe that's a good segue to it, the the question, right? Can we that question you and I talked about? You have to refresh me again. <laughs> a listener proposed a question oh, for discussion. So. Yeah, why? Why is it that more people don't know about Our Lady of Seven Sorrows Rosary? That was uh, Megan. She said she kind of stumbled on it, and it's a great reflection of the suffering and sorrows of our Mother Mary. I've never, I've, I'm, I'm ashamed to say, I've never heard of it. I don't, I don't know one single person that prays the Seven Sorrows Rosary. So uh, I do. <laughs> do you? I don't know anybody. But uh, the answer is, I, I don't know why. You know, it's just the 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 five decade Rosary with the all all the different mysteries. It's kind of just a tradition people clung clung to more than the other one. Can one of you give me an overview of what it what it is? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care which one of you. The thing is, on the on the on the regular rosary, you have five decades. You know, you say ten Hail Marys, there are Father, ten Hail Marys, there are Father, five times. Tim's got the rosary right there. Are they seeing that? Yeah. On the seven sorrow rosary, <clears throat> you've got seven sections. Of seven Hail Marys. You know, you can't say decade because a decade is 10. Yeah, right. But what would you call that? Queen something? You, know. you got 49 Hail Marys, seven sections. And the seven sorrows that you pray to and meditate on are the first one is Simeon's prophecy, where he met them when Jesus was taken to the temple. And uh, he promised Mary a sword will pierce her soul. 
Then you have the flight to Egypt when Joseph was uh, saw it in a dream that he needs to take the family to Egypt. You got Jesus in the temple. You got Mary sees Jesus carrying his cross. You got Mary at the foot of the cross. Then you got Mary receives Jesus' dead body in her arms. And we know that from the, uh, uh, how do you say that, Piata Piata. statue. statue. And then they place Jesus in the tomb and Mary was there. So uh, those are the seven sorrows. And they come with seven promises, kind of like the other rosary does. I'm I'm not quite sure the five decorate how many promises there are. But the promises are you peace to peace. Mary will grant you peace to families to give you inner peace, enlightenment about the mysteries themselves that you're meditating on, consolation in pain. It will console you when you're in you're in pain. Grant your prayers, but only according to God's will. Will defend. She will be with you and defend you in spiritual battles. She will be there praying with you at the moment of your death. And grace will be given to you through this devotion at the time of your death. So those are the seven promises. But once again, why nobody prays it? Whoever asked that question, hey, go for it. (laughs) Megan said it's a septet. I think I'm saying that right. S-E-P-T-E-T. Seven septet. 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 It's a Sivite, uh, formed by the Sivite orders uh, back in, I think, the 13th century. It was in the third, yeah, thirteen. Was was blessed by Benedict the Fourteenth. Interesting. Do we? We've never prayed that here, though, have we? At uh, adoration, no, I've never or? prayed it one, not one time. No, it, it's a small devotion. It's not a a. You know, it, they're different kind of devotion that that much more popular. Like for example, we talk about the coming up. We're gonna pray. I think the Knight Columbus encouraged right now to pray the Divine, uh, Divine Chaplet, Divine um, Chaplet. The, to, seek, to seek the whole Novena. Um, because the, the popularity of that because of St. John Paul II, who promoted as a Pope during the time very critical for Poland. And, you know, Sister Faustina, because of that mystery, so it become magnifying, explosive, okay? Uh, quote the Rosary from Fatima, Okay, much more magnitude, but from the the Sivite order, very small. So therefore, it's a smaller devotion, the mystery of Our Lady of Sorrow. I actually have an icon of Our Lady of Sorrow, very beautiful. You know, very very gloomy, very sad and image. Can you buy a rosary in in that form? I got them. When you asked me about it, I got on Amazon, and yes, they sell them on Amazon. Amazon have everything. So I did find them. You know, cheapest one I found, I think, was like thirteen dollars. Wow. Well, I have to. I had to look on my favorite place for uh, rosaries, which is where these these came from. This is from Rugged Rosary, and uh, actually, I, I got I got I got a rosary for each one of y'all. You do? Yeah. So here's yours. Oh wow. There's yours. Bless you. And yours is in uh, black. This is so cool. You know why? Wow. Black on black. Because all my rosary, even the night clubmas, is gone. Uh, that, and that's actually a Knights of Columbus one. It's a Knights of Columbus rugged rosary. So. It has to be rugged because I torn every one of them when I prayed. Can you feel the Our Father when you come to it? Yeah, you feel the rope first. Yeah. 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 Okay. You all see that? Is that cool? And you know what's neat is we can all bless our own. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, we can, all, we, can all, we can all bless our own. I don't have to go find anybody to bless them. But what I'm going to do, Which I'm going to see if Rugged Rosaries actually has wow. an Our Lady of Sorrow. Here's your bag that goes with it now. I love that. Thank yeah. you very much. Thank welcome. you, Tim. Where'd you get this? It's called Rugged Rosaries. Maybe they'll be a sponsor of the show sometime. <laughs> but very durable, wow. and it's got a it's got a really good feel to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's it's heavy, you know. Uh, so I'm going to see if they've got if they've got one for the Seven Sorrows. If they do. Then I'm going to get one, and maybe we'll give it away to a lucky listener at one of the one of the next shows. Because you know that's we do crazy stuff like that, so, <laughs> and uh, and we'll see what we can can come up with. So so that's kind of suffering. We we haven't got a whole lot of questions. We we did get one question here so far. Uh, 
we've got some technical questions, but we got one question about a subject. And uh, Chris Spalding, does do either one of you know what Chris Spalding? Yes. Uh, Chris oh. Spalding says a little off subject, but what's your take on pilot? It seems As that in Pontius Pilate. Pontius Pilate. Okay. Yeah. It seems that he sees no guilt in Jesus and resents handing him over, but eventually gives in to the crowd. Sometimes I wonder if he's an innocent victim between Jesus and the crowd. Innocent victim between Jesus and the crowd. Right. Oh, he caught between it. Yeah. I mean, well, he's yeah. definitely caught between it, but he he still gives in. <laughs> yeah, it was funny when uh, when we were reading. Uh, reading the passion tonight uh, I was looking in the the, the missalette and one of the things it says in the missalette it says we read the passion because we want to experience the full story but we don't hold the Jewish people responsible for the death of Christ and uh, us us it, yeah that's us obviously Pilate had a role to play right yeah. uh, but it was bigger than Pilate. I mean, he was an important part in the story, obviously, but he wasn't. He was going to follow through to make the people happy. He was in a remote part of the the Roman Empire. He didn't want to draw attention to himself. And remember, the threat that was made basically was: look, if you don't, if you don't take care of this, we're going to run this up the flagpole, so to speak. It's going to get back to Rome and the emperor, and you're going to have a problem. And I think that's one of the things that we kind of we kind of forget is that it's it's not like this was like a big town and it was just kind of you know <clears throat> everything was going on and he was the ruler of that town by himself. I mean, he was he was not the emperor. He wasn't he was in charge of this little town, but he just wasn't the guy. He wasn't the guy making all the rules and. And he would have been he would have been in serious trouble if, if it would have got out of out of his little jurisdiction he would have had a problem and I think that's one of the, the reasons I think that he he gave in because he knew he wasn't going to appease the crowd and that was the goal of the crowd you have anything else to say about that what about that pilot yeah the the the, the, the character of the Pontiff pilot it, it's very neat it pointing when he that in conversation with the tr- Jesus at asking him about the truth, remember? What is truth? What is truth? And Jesus, before, he said, I am. Hmm. Truth is point to a person. Pilate, because he rooted in his power, he lost his character. He lost his integrity. That's what sin is, right? Hmm. Sin is when we lose, we lost, we, we, we lost our own character, our own dignity, our own how God made us. But yet Jesus, on the other hand, stood tall on the truth. The truth is pointing, is not fact or fiction. Truth is pointing to a person. So Pilate, he, he lost that truth. That's what Jesus said, the power you have is not in yours. Right. In other words, Pilate lost the lineage of, 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 of true reality. So he caught up within himself because he caught up with power, honor, prestige, you know, you know all that, that so-called original sins or the capital sins okay, of self. So he caught up with himself. Don't you think, too, a lot, a lot of fear in general leads to sin? Oh, yeah. We're afraid we, we, we sin. Whether that's because we're afraid we're going to run out of money, so we might do something, mm-hmm. you know, to get more money, or we're afraid we're going to lose somebody, so we do something, you know, it's that that fear. I think that's one of the things that that yes, sir. do not be afraid, right? Trust, trust in me, and I think that's the hardest hardest thing to do. And and obviously, Pilate, he he, I think the story really illustrates that he knew what the right thing to do was, and he tried, he and he wanted to do that. It just, he couldn't. He, he couldn't. He mm. couldn't handle it. He, like he, like uh, uh, Judas, out of fear, he hung himself. And Pilate, on the reverse, out of fear, that he, you know, wash his head. You know, I have nothing to do with it. It, 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 it. it come down to that level of each and every one of us, isn't it? Mm. You know how often we we compromise of standing for the truth. 
I mean, I think we all do the same thing to Jesus, right? Yes, sir. That's, oh, yeah. You know, sometimes <laughs> sometime in our life we get to that point where we make, and that's sin, right? We make a decision. Do I do what's right for Jesus? Because Pilate's listening to him, and he's like, but this guy's saying stuff that's scaring me, right? I mean, and, and that 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 fear, I mean, he was when he said he, I, he wasn't from this world, I mean, that really... That really freaked Pilate out. He's like, "Whoa, what? What's he? What's he talking about? What am I? What am I getting into here?" And I think that that fear, he had that just for a little bit, but the fear of this crowd and this this thing that was kind of moving in on him was more than that. And I think that's what happens to us, right? You know, I, I have a relationship with with you, and something's going on with me and you, and I sometimes I I might I might sin against. You, I might do something to you because it's right here and now. We live in the here and present without really understanding what's good, what the repercussions are with God. We kind of put that in the back of our minds, and it, it's not front and center where it was. And I think that's what happened with 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 Pilate. I died. You you ran out of juice. My phone just went out. Oh man! They can hear my voice. They can, but I I you know I can hook you up because you know. That's what I do. Um, but uh, we'll try to get Dallas back on his, on his camera here. Um, do you know that dude, Ponder Pilate himself, his history say after Jesus' crucifixion, uh, he was sent into exile, commit suicide on his own accord. Some tradition asserts that after he committed suicide, his body was thrown into the Tiber River. So he kind of followed in the footsteps of Judas. Yeah, pretty much. You can see that. So technically, to answer the question, he is not innocent. He 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 represent the the originality of the sin of humanity. You know, we live in that ordeal. So it's. It, uh, it's a good question. A good reflection on that. Great question. We always like when we get good questions, uh, because, like I said at the beginning, that's what keeps this. Uh, that's what keeps this show going, uh, is is questions. Because if we don't have questions, then we don't have answers. We got Deacon Dallas back. All right. So there's no more questions. Everybody out there knows their faith so well. Already, all this time off, they must have been really studying. Like uh, I told him to we, we did get a comment from uh, Jason Berry. He says uh, he's talking about Pilot. He says he was he was the mayor with a city council that was mad. Close <laughs> enough, yeah. I think that that's that's really uh, that's 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 pretty good, Jason. Very very much. I uh, can't believe we don't have any more questions, but which is kind of good because we're actually we're pushing up. We're pushing up on the on the hour anyway. Uh, so the little final the final segment here of the actually we got a couple things. I do have we do have Saint of the Day. Uh, I don't have the graphic unfortunately. I forgot to download the graphic. If you can believe that. <laughs> so uh, who is Saint of the Day? Saint of the Day is Saint Terence. Uh, he was a first century bishop of Iconium. And interesting enough, he was uh, he was mar martyred towards the end of the first century. But uh, from the research that I did, he may have been Tertius, Tertius mentioned by Saint Paul the Apostle in, in his letter to the Romans in Romans sixteen twenty two. It actually looks like Tertius is writing that letter or or, or part of the letter because he talks about Timothy and and Paul and this. Tertullius, who they believe eventually became Pope and took the name Terence. Um, so he was martyred. Uh, and this image that I was going to put up on the screen, which I forgot to download, uh, is a beautiful Greek icon. And uh, maybe we'll, we'll put that up so somebody can see it uh, next time. Unfortunately, a lot of stuff going on today. We've had a lot of little technical glitches here, here and there, including Dallas losing his power to his phone so I jumped around a little bit there guys but uh, final thoughts 
God is good. God is good. We got uh, two days done in the tritium. Go two days done in the tritium. This uh, is the marathon. The great marathon. Very, very interesting, actually. Uh, interesting way to celebrate. Interesting. It's just weird, but yet there is certain beauty about it. You know, like for me, nailed together with you guys at the cross of Jesus. No, our people, is it's everywhere. You know, are I honing or not? But yet there is a beauty behind the bearing of that cross, that wood, reminding us we are in solidarity no matter what. Uh, doesn't matter where you are, and we are in together. Yeah, and if you want to talk about suffering, getting back to that, I don't think the camera could see my face. <laughs> <laughs> but when we were knelt there forever, I was... Ooh, I, was I was in some pain. I was Ooh. thinking the same thing. I said, okay, uh, we, we're going to kneel through this song. And it was a long song. They sang every verse, right? And then they started the second song. And I looked over. I don't know if you I saw me. I looked, I looked over to you. And I could. Because you, I mean, you got a bad back. And, you know, and, my, and, and I knew my back was hurting. And I was thinking, it just, it's just different, right? Uh -huh, I mean, different. and even, you know, uh, Skip's not here. But, you know, just Skip preaching. You know, to a camera, and you preach it to a camera. You've done it a lot now. I mean, how different is that? I mean, it's got to be challenging. <laughs> Definitely shorter. You can, uh, you, you, the, 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 I think the privilege at the, of the advantage for me, I've been here 13 years. You know, I, you got like my brothers to me. I know your personality. I know your family. You make fun of me. I tease you guy. You know, Jason Barry, I know exactly who he is. Um, so you kind of need, there's a lot of helpful thoughts that I, I play out there. When I hear people's story, I can incorporate. It's a it, it blessing for me mm -hmm. in that way. But it's, it's not the same, definitely. It's not the same. But you have to make the best what you have. And, and nobody can throw tomatoes at you during your hunt. Well, and I, to me, I think that's, that's the one thing. You know, when, when, when we write our homilies and we practice them at home or however you do your preparation... It, and, and Kelly, here's a lot of my homilies before I give them, obviously. But when I when I get there and I give it, it's different because you're you you do feed off the people, you know, whether whether it's a baby crying in the back of church, or, or whether it's somebody that's engaged in you that that and you have that look. There's there's a certain amount of emotions that come from the people to the homeless, right? And and we react to that. I mean, there's something I would talk to you like fun. It, it, there was a friend, kind of older, and of course she watched Mass on live stream. And she very frustrated the fact that, uh, you know, during, there people comment, pop up, and especially on a sign of peace, there's a lot of heart here, heart yeah, there. That's... And she very frustrated. She people not focused. I said, hold on. <laughs> I said, listen, we are in the Facebook arena. That, that culture. And she said, that's true, isn't it? But it's something beautiful about it. You know, how can people sign up, doing a sign of peace? Apparently people, like I said, I heard only, I don't have Facebook. Because we can't see it. Yeah, we can't see it, but the heart flying here, there's kids blown there. <laughs> awesome. Can you blow a kiss? I don't know you can blow a kiss. I don't know, but what it does remind me that, you know, make sure you all click the, uh, the like button. Like, 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 so we get those, uh, those hearts. Uh, no, you can't blow a kiss. There are one, two, three, four, five, six emotions. A thumbs up, a heart, a laugh, a laugh, a wow, a sad, and a mad. <laughs> <laughs> That's what all those mad. Oh, I was no, there's no that. mads that are coming up. We having we don't have any mads. We hope we hope we don't get make 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 people make people mad. Lots of lots of dots going up though, so which is good, which is good. There they are, I see them. Now. Yeah. So we we're monitoring over here. This is about a, just so you all know. There's a probably about a twenty second delay between us broadcasting and it showing up on the on the feed. Uh, so tomorrow we've got uh, Easter vigil at eight eight thirty. Eight thirty. Yeah. Yeah. We we were just talking about that uh, kind of planning what we're going to do uh, because this is all new territory for us, right? So. Uh, We'll just kind of kind of break it break it down here for some folks. We're gonna do it in two parts because we're gonna two parts. Yeah, we're gonna have a fire. We're still gonna have the fire. We'll do that outside, and then once we 
once we move into the church, we might have a 30 second delay as we end one live video and start start another live video. So um, just want to make sure people are aware that there's not obviously hopefully a lot more people turn tune in tomorrow night than are than are here tonight. But help spread the word if you've got friends or whatever. Um, we did have some technical difficulties tonight on the uh, uh, the Stations of the Cross. So if if you were watching the Stations of the Cross earlier today and you got bits and pieces like you got Stations 1, 3, 7, and 9 and you didn't get the rest of them, we've deleted that video and we put a new video up that has the complete station. So if, uh, if you got time tonight, if you put the kids to bed and you want some, uh, you know, kind of relive the passion in a different way, uh, Stations of the Cross are up on the uh, on YouTube and on the, on the Facebook page as well. And I know a lot of times you'll see comments after a mass thanking, thanking, thanking. Believe me, thank Dick and Tim, because without Dick and Tim, this ain't happening. That's okay, right. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. Father don't know how to do it. And y'all can't behind the camera see all this equipment that's got wires everywhere. Uh, I just go where I go where he tells me to sit. <laughs> you manage, imagine yeah. our church is almost like two hundred years old, and we run a live stream <laughs> with technicality, technology. Yeah, it's uh, it's I enjoy it. Thank you for that, Dallas. I, I do enjoy it. Uh, obviously, it's I consider it part of my ministry, right? We all have we all have gifts, right? And we all give in different ways. And uh, you know, Father's a fisherman. We found that out today in his Facebook video. Well, he fished. <laughs> Let's leave it there. And I don't know how many out there you noticed, but I don't know if I should bring that up. Your 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 reel was upside down. <laughs> You know, there's different. I didn't realize this either, but there's. I'm a fisherman, so I can, he's a I fisherman. Know he right can on. say this. So he needs to take us fishing, but I guess there's certain ways you hold a reel based on what kind of reel it is. Yeah, but you must be left-handed, right? I'm a right-handed, but it was given to me. It's not my my reel. Yeah, I'm I'm impressed that you caught a fish that big. Oh, you'd be surprised. I was praying Saint Peter. I am. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Lynn Peter. I, right? You will notice the film. The fish is already in the moss. When, <laughs> okay, okay, that's all I'm saying. When the, when the camera picked back up, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, any other comments, thoughts, or whatever? Father, um, would you like to give us a, a blessing to kind of close us out here? Great, gracious God, we give you thanks for this beautiful evening as we close out the Good Friday. And prepare for the resurrection of your son, Jesus Christ. Bless all of us, especially the viewer, the family of this Francis and John community. Give us the grace to persevere and continue to guide us and strengthen us to heal all those who are victim to this pandemic. Especially be with the doctor, nurses, the first responder. That being, take the first hand of hospitality and charity and try to help everybody. And I bless you this evening in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 That's the end of the show. So ho hopefully we'll be back uh, next week. As long as the pandemic's on, the show is the on. The show is on. Think of questions. Yeah. Send us questions. Our email addresses are in the bulletin. Uh, bulletin's online. Uh, don't forget to give ssfj.org. Quick uh, URL to get you there quick. Send us questions through our email, and uh, we'll go from there. And if anybody's got any good topics for next week, uh, let us know. And we'll see you next week. Next week.